this is Kelani Williams, and you are listening to Moderation. What's up, guys? I'm back with episode 11 of Moderation. This episode is special. I had a spontaneous opportunity to go back to Utah for a couple of days and visit people and then go to a concert, so I took it, and I'm grateful for that. I've known that I wanted my sister to be the first guest on my podcast, and I figured now would be the perfect time, so I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hey guys, I'm the sister Kelly's always talking about, the only sister. I'm 15 and a sophomore right now, and me and Kelly were super close until she decided to move out and leave me at home with mom and dad. I would say I'm the funnier sister out of us two. Yeah, actually I would agree. You have dad's quick wittiness for sure. And I wish that was the case for me. I have dry humor like mom, and there are so many jokes that just go right over my head. Dude, you literally just walked right over the joke. It's not funny anymore. Okay, well, anyways, today we wanted to talk to you guys about a more serious subject. So, today, we wanted to discuss off days or weeks. What I mean is, when your mood feels out of whack and affects your overall performance. So, last year was my freshman year, and I struggled quite a bit with days like that. It was hard to get up in the morning and go to school, which should be a simple task for most people. A big factor to the way I was feeling was the poor decisions I was making. So, Linnea actually was the one to suggest this topic, and it's something I've wanted to get a little more in-depth about because it's obviously something we all go through. Her experience is a little different than what I would expect for her age. Nevertheless, I think there is something that can be learned from it. So, the first thing I wanted to ask, Nay, is what do you feel like was the biggest factor in making you feel so continuously put down? I guess at the beginning of the year, I had volleyball going on, and it was pretty time-demanding. I spent a lot of time at practice and games, so I wasn't in my head as much. I, unlike Kelly, do have an inner dialogue. Would you explain what it's like to have an inner dialogue? Um, for me, being in my head consists a lot of overanalyzing, and it definitely has its pros and cons, but it's a matter of what you make it. I tend to listen to a lot of music when I'm alone to drown out my inner thoughts because I don't really feel comfortable when I'm alone with them. It's like having a second person in your head, but I feel like I'm not insane for it. No, yeah. I feel like having an inner dialogue is common for most people. I think it's like you said, it's all in how you handle it. Okay, so picking up where you left off, you had volleyball going on, what else? Football season and volleyball season were around the same time, and I always look forward to Friday Night Lights because I love spending time with the people there. Gotcha. So you have volleyball where you spend a lot of time practicing, and then you have your games and tournaments, and then you have football games and school events that you're going to with your friends. I get it. Fall is a super busy season. So you have all of these time and energy-consuming things going on, And then later on, you're feeling really down. What would you say is the correlation there? For me, I think it was really just the loss of all that. Volleyball season ended, which meant I spent less time with my teammates and I had less reason to leave the house. And football season ended too, so there wasn't as many things for me to do with friends. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So really, it was just a matter of you've always had those thoughts that you're uncomfortable with, and so when you had all of these events, they acted as distractions to you so you got comfortable. Then when there wasn't anything to distract, you were just left with your thoughts again. Yep, exactly. So you were at a loss of distractions, and then what? What did you resort to? I had resorted to my friend group who, at the time, weren't making what I would consider to be the best decisions. Would you say that when you guys did something, the majority of you did it together? Like, was it a unanimous decision? 
Well, I definitely wouldn't have acted the way I did if I was alone or around a different group of people. Mom likes to say you tend to be more stupid when you're with a group of people, and I think that definitely applied here. Yeah, I would agree to some extent on that one. I think some groups can be bad influences. Sometimes it takes time to find the right people. It kind of seems like you had a case of FOMO. You valued the inclusiveness of being a part of the group over your own growth and personal production because that means you would have been alone. I think it's really interesting that you mentioned you were kind of at a loss of distractions when things started to go downhill before. There was this time when I had to give a talk in church and I used a common phrase in it to describe a situation. It was, idle hands make for the devil's playground. So basically, when you have nothing to preoccupy yourself with, no goals, and you aren't doing anything productive, you're more susceptible to making changes that will guarantee instant satisfaction and gratification. So in your case, it seemed like you didn't know what to do with yourself and all the things your friends were doing was something that was only providing instant satisfaction. Yeah, and I don't want it to seem like my friends were bad people in any way or that this was their fault. I made the decision fully by myself. Yeah, no, not bashing on anyone here. I'm proud of you for owning up to making bad decisions. It's something that we all do at times, and I think that's what really makes a person's character is if they can own up to doing that. Okay, so you got into making dumb choices with this group of friends. When I wasn't at school, I was at home in my room either sleeping or on my phone. Not that there's anything wrong with being on your phone, but when it's for long periods of time, you're just wasting time, and at that point, it's an addiction. I got really mentally tired, I think, and I created this idea in my head that I didn't have a purpose for anything I was doing, so I just kept myself at home, which wasn't the greatest idea. I don't like feeling alone, which I have since come to figure out. So at this point, you're hanging out with a group who's not making decisions that support your goals, so you lose sight of what you want and therefore purpose, which leads you to seek pleasure and instant gratification, which only leads you to feel more alone and more lost, right? Yeah. I remember the times when I was home and this was all going on. There were a few times that we would all almost have an intervention and sit down to see what was going on. It kind of felt like Linnea wasn't Linnea. You were super grumpy and short with all of us and you always seemed fatigued in spirit almost. Like I kid you not, even from the outside, it kind of seemed like you were just dead on the inside. I know that anytime we talked to you, dad would always try to help you find things to motivate and get you back on track, but even when we asked you that, you could never come up with an answer for short-term or long-term goals. Goals weren't really my strong suit at the time, and I think that definitely played a part in my lack of discipline. I don't think it was that I was incapable of reaching my goals, but I was just lazy and undetermined. And that's not really a word I enjoy using for myself because I used to be a very self-motivated kid. Mom and dad always said that I would never let things stop me. Remember when I was three and I was trying to learn how to ride a bike like hot rod and I kept crashing into the mailbox? Yeah. Mom and dad said no matter how many scabs and scrapes I got, I didn't stop until I learned how to ride it. They liked to use that story when I would talk about how unmotivated I felt. Yeah, I do remember that story. I'm pretty sure we have pictures of you with your helmet on and scabs on your face from crashing into the mailbox so many times. Anyways, to me, it kind of sounds like it wasn't that you were necessarily unmotivated and didn't have goals, but more like the people you were hanging out with didn't have goals that aligned with yours. So instead of pursuing things alone, you stuck to the group and kind of lost track of who you were and 
what you actually wanted in the process. 100%, I would agree with that. I never really thought of it that way. But I'd also like to blame my loss of happiness on the time of year. It was basically winter at that point, and I'm not really a person who loves winter anyways. I definitely believe that could be a factor. Probably not as much as everything else going on, but not going outside is huge. Vitamin D is huge in encouraging serotonin production and release. So how long would you say this depressive phase lasted? I believe the timeline would be late October 2021 to early February 2022. Alright, and what was the turning point for you? What all did that entail? Was it gradual or was it in an instant where it all hit at once? It definitely all came to me at once. Um, it was the morning after a night out with my friends and it got to the point where my choices had really caught up to me and I realized that I needed to make a change because I could not keep living the way I had been. Was there anything that you did on that particular day to make a change or was it just something you kind of thought about for the future? I think it was the first time in a couple of months where I actually set a goal for myself. Obviously, goals aren't always achieved overnight, so I gradually had to change my routines and my habits to reach this goal. Okay, and in regards to the elements of this goal, was it conditional? Like, did it have a time frame and a reward or punishment if met or not? Did it involve, like, removing things from your life or adding things? It was more of an overall change I wanted to make. I wanted to stop being this person, so I stopped hanging out with people who would encourage my old habits. You say stopped hanging out with those people, which, from what you've told us, could have been problematic. You don't really do well with, like, the loss of things. We know you like to be around people and have a hard time with being alone, so how did you feel that time that would have been spent with those people? Yeah, I uh, started putting myself in groups of people who had similar goals to mine, mostly just former teammates and people in classes who I got to know. Track season started in March, so I figured I should take that up to start getting me out of the house and put myself in an environment that was good for me and my goals. Did you see improvement in other areas of your life? And if so, how long would you say it took? It didn't take me very long because I knew what I wanted. I would say by April, I was back on track to being who I wanted to be and who I knew I could be. Do you feel like you're still at that point or are in a better place now? Oh, I'm definitely in a better place now. I would say this is the happiest I've ever been and one of the most interactive summers I've had. I've decided to start meeting new people and do things I wouldn't normally do that felt like could benefit me in a healthy way. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that you are feeling better and are doing better. So from what I can gather from your experience, there are two main variables that affected the mental and physical state you were in. The first being a loss of distractions and being uncomfortable with being alone. The second being the people you surround yourself with and your fear of missing out. Could we go through and just kind of structuralize what methods you used to counteract these variables? I guess at this point I had a sport to distract myself with and I tried putting more effort into things I was doing so I wouldn't dig myself deeper into the hole that I was in. Obviously results weren't coming in immediately, which I guess it's just, I used the thought of I'm going to be better than I was two weeks ago that motivated me. I was looking forward rather than getting down on myself for my actions. So to make this more of a measurable action, I guess we could say that it was kind of like the one more rep mentality. You know how in lifting and stuff, people will go until failure. When I'm in that moment and I want to quit, the one more rep thought is always what comes to mind. 
And if I can just do one more rep, then I'll be a little bit better than last time. Yeah, it's um, like you said, I was relying heavily on things that gave me instant satisfaction in an unhealthy way. So the easiest way to make improvements was to find instant satisfaction in healthier things so I could get back to working on long-term goals again. So you change things up so you're hanging with a different group of friends and you put energy into track. Were there things at home or in school that you were also changing or was it really just your free time that you were having a hard time with? Mostly just my free time, honestly. I didn't want to go home because I knew I'd be back at square one alone with my thoughts. It was nice because there were track meets, practices, and volleyball open gyms had started again, so I was slowly getting back into my groove. Okay, so you started with making small steps that ensured you would be a little bit better every day. Once you had that down, what was the next step you took? My next thing was surroundings. I wanted to be around people that I knew could encourage and uplift me in the best way possible, so I could return that energy as well. Meeting new people was one way to go, but it wasn't my favorite at the time. I have since come to realize I love meeting new people and having new friends. Gotcha. So you knew that you hated being alone, and rather than rely on what was bringing you down, you sought to rebuild your environment with people who better fit your goals and aspirations. How would you describe your friends now in comparison to the friends you had before? I think before, my friends were just existing, if that makes sense. I know I love them, but I didn't really know why. Now, my friends are really driven and outgoing, which is something I know I love about them. It plays into me being the person I want to be because I'm surrounded by people who encourage these behaviors. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a reason they say that you tend to be like the five people you surround yourself with most. It seems like things were improving for you in spring. What have you done to prolong the improvement and growth? And what are you doing to prepare for this next winter in case things start to go south again? I stayed out of the house all summer just so I didn't fall back into my pit and it worked out great for me. I really have high hopes for myself this year and winter's going to be amazing. I've started thinking about sports and activities I could take up to keep me busy and I'm honestly really excited to see where I get myself this year. Well, good. It seems like you've been busy having a good summer while I've been gone, so I'm glad. So to wrap things up, I just wanted to reiterate what it was that helped you get back on track. First, you utilized the one more rep mentality. You knew that the little rewards would help motivate you and build up to waiting on prolonged satisfaction. So you found that you were motivated by being a little bit better every day. After you made progress there, you adjusted your environment. You knew yourself and knew you didn't like to be alone, so you changed accordingly. You didn't necessarily make it a loss and cut everything that was a bad influence, but instead just redirected your energy towards things that uplifted you. Then when you saw things completely turn around from where you were at last winter, you kept doing the things you knew worked for you and have planned ways to incorporate these things into the future rather than just kind of letting things happen to you. Dude, you've been through a lot in the last year. It sucks to say, but with as much as I was gone, and even when I was here, I wasn't really here, so I didn't really know all of this was going on. I'm proud of you for taking care of yourself and trusting yourself to get out of these situations. Was there anything else you wanted to mention before we end today? I just want to say, for anyone listening, if you feel this way at all, you can and will get better. The results will never be immediate, but if you know what you want, go get it. It took me too long to realize that, so I hope this helps.
All right, guys. Well, that is the end of today's episode. Linnea, thank you for being willing to talk about some of your experiences. I'm sure the audience is grateful for the change in pace. Thank you all for tuning in today. And if you liked this episode, please give it a rating and or share it. I'll be back next week with a new episode of Moderation. We'll be right back.